I'm Addison. I'm Hudson's mom. He's two and a half, but at 17 months old, he was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma. I tell people all the time that you get to know so many families and create a family of your own. I've reached out to families that have been diagnosed after us and said, hey, this isn't a family you want to be a part of, but we are family now. St. Jude is a miracle. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by texting SHIRT to 785-833. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, Honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Dominican actor Manny Perez is one of the most recognizable Latino character actors in Hollywood with roles in such shows as Law and Order, Criminal Intent, Special Victims Unit, CSI Miami, Criminal Minds, Third Watch, let's see, The Blacklist, uh, Luke Cage, Elementary, and Homeland. Um, hmm. With 55 credits to his name, he's even outpacing his own age, 52. Now he's making his directorial debut with La Soga Salvation, a film he also wrote produced and stars in, set in his native Quiquea La Bella, La República Dominicana. Manny, good to see you again, my friend. Well, thank you for having me, man. It's always a pleasure speaking with you and, uh, and seeing you do amazing things. Same, my brother. I feel as if your success is is mine, is ours as a big, awesome <laughs> Latino community. Sin importar bandera. Así mismo es. Hola, my name is. My name is. Hola, my name is. My name is. Hola. Hola, my name is. My name is. My name is. My name is. Hola, my name is Manny Perez. Manny, when did you start acting? Did you want to be an actor since you were a kid? How how did you get started in this business? Well, yeah, no, I wanted to be an actor since I was a child. Uh, I, I come from a family of 11 brothers and sisters, and I was the only chalatan in the family, the only clown. So I always wanted to pursue that and make people laugh. So when my family moved to the United States, I was 10 years old. I said, well, I'm going to make my, my, my dreams happen here. And sort of that's what started. And I started doing a lot of children's theater. Then I went to college to pursue acting, major and got a BA in, in acting. Then from there, I started doing a lot of off-Broadway shows, independent films, and then it took off pretty much. Was that inspired by anybody in the family? Anybody else act also, or is that all, all on your own? No, I'm the only loco in the family. Bro. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm the only one that decided to go down this route. No one in my family. My family all factory workers. I mean, they're, in the DR, they were farm workers. Then they moved to Providence, Rhode Island, and there they became factory workers. So I was the only one that pursued this thing. And uh, and why? I don't know, bro. It was just, I was the clown in the family, I guess. What was what was your first acting job? 
Oh, my first acting gig was in an independent film called New York Undercover Cop. Oh, yeah, with Mira Sorvino, um, who went in, in, everybody knows who Mira Sorvino is, Chad McQueen, who's Steve McQueen's son, and then this little <laughs> punk from the DR, and I was the villain in the film. So that sort of, that changed my career, and sort of that opened up a lot of doors to do more independent stuff. Do you remember the first paycheck you ever got from your acting gig? Yeah, I do. It what? was from there. It was from that one. You remember <laughs> it the was from that one, dude. And what's the first thing you? How how old are you? Number one, and what, do you remember what you bought with that? With when you first cashed it? Well, no, I think I paid my rent with it. You know, um, you were smart. Um, um, I was smart. I paid my rent with it, and um, that was I was like twenty two um, when that happened. That was a long time ago, bro. Now your career has taken you to do a lot of things that are very similar to your very first role. A lot of things have to do with police work and, and crime. Is that something that's always, it just happens or you just happen to have a criminal face? Or <laughs> I have that face. I, I really, I, I have that face. I have that, <laughs> that, that face that like, you don't want to take him home to your, you know, you don't want to take him home to introduce him to the parents because he'll mug the parents. Um, no, I just have that face, dude. So what I do is that I take these roles and I basically just, Usually a stereotypical roles that mm -hmm. I get in Marlo and, and, and gangbang or whatever. And I try to give him a heart. And so that that I did that for many years until I decided to take this this career into my own hand, in, into my own hands and write projects that would change the way Hollywood looks at me. For example, Washington Heights, this one right here. Mm -hmm. You see it. This one I wrote, co-wrote with a friend of mine. Because I wanted to sort of change the way Hollywood looked at me. And really, Washington Heights is about uh, 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 a bodega owner who has a son. And the son wants to be a cartoonist. And the bodega owner wants the son to take over the bodega. And it's just a conflict of generations. And that sort of changed the way Hollywood looked at me. So then I started getting roles that had more meat to it, you know, more heart to it. And that sort of changed the way I, I moved my career forward. Listen, I like this. And there's been a lot of... of for, for, for a long time, this has been a topic, right? That we are underrepresented uh, as Latinos or, or people of color uh, are not satisfied with their the roles that they're offered uh, in, you know, in movies and, and, and on series and on, on TV and whatnot. And uh, it's nice to see people take the bulls by the horn, right? And, and change it. If you don't like something, you don't like the way things are going, don't just complain about it. Do something to actually change it. So it's good to see people like yourselves, like uh, the Tyler Perrys of the world, the Lee Manuel Mirandas, that are just changing the game. You don't like when it's being done and you don't like your representation, well, get in there and change it yourself. No, I, I believe 100% in that. And I also, you know, and I've always been that, and I've always said, as actors, you know, we're always hustling for a job or we're always waiting by the phone. And I'm like, no, man, take a pen, start writing and create your own thing. And the good thing about it is that you can shoot it on your iPhone. And if it's a good story, it gets picked up and people want to see it, you know? So it's all about, creating your own projects to move forward and not wait for the agent or Hollywood to do stuff for you because it will never happen. It will, just, it will never happen. In your latest uh, project, La Solga, Soga Salvation, we're going to get into that in a minute. You, 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 you wrote this thing, you're producing it, you produced it, and you're starring in it. But before we get to that and get on this same topic, the Golden Globes were canceled this year, right? And it had to yeah. do a lot of, como una protesta, a lot of people were you know, still upset what do you, as an actor, when you see these kind of things, are th is this pretty productive? Is this the way to go about these things? Well, that's, that's I mean, listen, it's a good question. And I got to say the following, and this is where I feel where we are going, you know, what's wrong with Hollywood 
It's not Hollywood. It's us as Latinos. And this, I've always said this, and I feel like the problem with all these films that have come out, you know, El Cantante, which I was in, came out. And it wasn't supported 100% by Latinos uh, because it was it was the story of uh, Hector Lavoe, a Puerto Rican amazing artist, uh, but the story takes place, uh, it's the story of, of a Puerto Rican uh, artist. Mexican, or let's say the East, the West Coast, did not watch this film because it's like, oh, that's a Puerto Rican thing, or it's a Caribbean thing. Or when La Familia comes out, directed by Edward James Oldsmo, and, and those people are in it, Puerto Ricans or Dominicans, the Caribbean East Coast are like, oh, that's not for me. That's that's a that's a Mexican thing. And at the end of the day, it's all a Latino thing. And I feel like if it's Latino, we should go watch it and support. And then Hollywood, we say, you know what? I'm going to make more films about the Latino because they're supporting their their projects. And I feel the problem is with us, among us. I think we have too much pride in our race. Well, you know, yo soy, yo soy Puerto Rican, yo soy Dominicano, yo soy Cubano, and, you know, uh, it's missing ese, ese, ese ritmo del Dominicano. And it really, to the white dude sitting in Texas, we're all Mexicans. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like we just got to support each other as, as Latinos. And, and I feel like then things will start changing. You know what I'm saying? I, I, um, and I feel like that's the problem with us. I feel 100% what you're saying. The same thing, it, we see it over and over, right? Aida Rodriguez, good friend. She just did this awesome special with, with uh, a, her last comedy special with with, with HBO. And I, I feel that yeah. it didn't get the support and the love that it that it really deserves. You can watch it. It's on streaming now. It's fantastic. She's uh, brilliant. But yeah, we definitely got to... Tenemos que apoyarlo y deberíamos apoyarnos uno al otro sin importar bandera. Without worrying what... Just we shouldn't... Uh, if if we're there's plenty there's more there's already enough people trying to separate us and divide us, um, we should all support each other. I totally agree with that. Exactly, um, and, and I feel like that's what you know. If Hollywood sees that, then they'll continue making films yeah. for us about us. You know, but anyway, that's a different. You know, that's something we can go on for hours about that. We could, and there's so many examples of it. Look, also uh, Leslie Grace. Is the new bad girl, La Batichica. She was she's here. She was here on my show a couple months ago before she started filming, and and I'm so proud of her, right? And when I open up our social media, one of the first comments that I see, and it wasn't just one; it was numerous comments about how cheap uh, the outfit was, and whether you know that didn't look like the, the bad girl that people expected. You know, there's undertones there of racist. Uh, you know, whether people didn't like her. You know, you, there's different ways to interpret yeah. this thing, but why not Leslie Grace, you know? But anyway, you exactly. just got to look past all that stuff, no? No, no, you do. And you just have to just, you know, continue moving forward. And I feel like with time, there will be change. And hopefully, you know, it's around the corner. But, you know, um, it's taken a while. It's taken a long while. And let's see what happens. Absolutely. You know? Hola, my name is. Hola, my name is. My name is. I'm Addison. I'm Hudson's mom. He's two and a half, but at 17 months old, he was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma. I tell people all the time that you get to know so many families and create a family of your own. I've reached out to families that have been diagnosed after us and said, hey, this isn't a family you want to be a part of, but we are family now. St. Jude is a miracle. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by texting SHIRT to 785-833. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. 
and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hola, my name is. Hola, my name is. All right, so let's talk about La Soga. This guy is a hitman. You're playing the hitman, yeah. right? Yeah. So I have the face, dude. Yeah. So <laughs> it, talk to me about La Soga. Who is he and what is he doing in this movie? Okay, mira, La Soga is the story of a, a Dominican hitman. He actually lived in the DR and he was the hitman that the Dominican government paid him to take out all these bad guys in the DR. Uh, in my story, La Soga has moved to Pawtucket, Rhode Island, which is the smallest city in the nation, which I had no idea, because he's, he's trying to escape from his past, not deal with his past, not deal with his own demons, because of, of all the bad things he's done. So he's trying to live a normal life with his girlfriend and, and escape his past. Mm -hmm. But his past knocks on his door, and then La Soga Salvation starts. The film is a suspense drama action slash love story um, that that keeps you on the edge of your, of, of your seat. And it's just about a guy who's trying to get by, I, just a regular guy trying to go by. The good thing about La Soga, which I think, which is the reason why I sort of made it, is just that I, 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 um, I was sick of seeing these sicarios um, that Hollywood has made of Latinos where they're bigger than life. And, uh, and, and, and I feel like, to me, it's just not real. You know, I feel like uh, this is a man who did bad things and he's he himself is dealing with his own demons. But he's not a badass. He's not a Batman. He's just a guy trying to get by. And I feel like that's what makes this film special. And I feel like this is why the film went into Toronto, which is one of the biggest film festivals in the world, and premiered there because of that same reason, because it's, it's different than what they've made of Sicarios. Or, and that's the beautiful thing about this film. So it's based on a real man. It's based on real, a real yeah. life story. Well, no, it's based on a, no, the story no. is not his story. It's based on a guy that I actually met in the DR. Okay. I should say of an event that happened in front of me where this guy, La Soga, killed a friend of mine from my neighborhood back in Baitoa. You in watched this guy me. kill somebody? Yeah. In, in front of blood. you? In cold blood. Why did he kill him? This is like, well, because the guy was a guy that was wanted by the cops. He, he robbed like two 
gas stations and a bank and stuff. So he 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 basically had three strikes, you dead type of thing. Uh-huh. So when that happened at that time, this was back in the nineties. Uh, the government sent this man out to take these dudes out. Like so a, it, he it's, went. It's like a vigilante. No, como vigilante, sino como like the government pays the sicario uh-huh. so they can take out these bad dudes who are Got like it. above the law. Right. What it comes down to. So when I saw this man kill this dude, I was like, I'm gonna write a story how, about that guy. How old but are you? How old are you? I was like 23, 24. What did you think? Like of, when I was starting off. What did you think? Well, how did that impact you? Obviously, it motivated you now to do the movie. But what did you, what went through your mind when you saw this guy killed in front of you? The truth, I was like, is this a movie? <laughs> I, honestly, I was like, this is a movie because it was it was unreal. It was not. It, it's surreal. It was. I, I was actually. I'm like, is this a staged? Right, because it's crazy. It was like, so. So then I said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out more about this man, and then I'm gonna, and then I, what I found out is that the government was paying this man to do this. So then in my story, I gave this man a reason to do what he does. I made him the son of a butcher. He became a butcher. Uh, he watched his father killed by a drug lord. So that made him become this hitman. Got it. In my story, but the real guy, he was just like, yo, I'm out. I. You got three strikes, you're dead. Got There's it. No such thing as like I don't I don't have a heart. I don't feel anything. The real life guy. So how crazy. did he How did he kill that other guy? I'm just curious. Uh, with a gun. Okay, shot him. He shot him in the head. Oh, Dude, he just took. This is how it happened. He he went inside the the my neighbor's house, knocked on the door, pulled him out through his hair, through his head hair hair, put him out in the front of the El Parque, which is a small town, took his gun without saying one word and shot him in the head. Shit. He dropped. He dropped, threw him in the back of his uh, little Daxun Toyota or whatever that little pickup, <laughs> little Daxun. Right. Dio la vuelta al parque, and then took him to the city. Diablo. And nothing was said, dude. Nothing was said. So I guess he got it I back. Was like, back then, he had to like take the body back to show the evidence to the police to get paid. I guess here he is. Exactly. Kind of like the wanted dead or alive. Like, Bam! Exactly. There you have him. Wow, crazy. Where, crazy, bro. It's where, crazy. Where did you film? Your interpretation of, of of this guy, La La Soga Salvation, where was it filmed? Okay, well, um, La Soga Salvation was shot in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Um, um, we shot it in 15 days. We shot it uh, a month prior to the uh, COVID pandemic shutdown. What's that? Then I took that. COVID? What's, the, I never heard of it. Shut, shut down? What's you, that? You, <laughs> okay, well, yeah, no, we're so, so tired of hearing of that crap. Right? I was like, man, I'm gonna go on that too. It's like, what planet do you live on that you don't know what the hell exactly. COVID is? <laughs> so, um, so then I took that year to just me and a friend of mine. We edit, um, and that's how we ended up with the film. You know, it took a year to basically, you know, do the whole edit in the post. Quickly, if you can run me through that. And for people that are aspiring actors or they people have great ideas, right? Maybe that the acting thing is it's rough to break through, right? But what, for, what about for people that have uh, an idea for a movie or have written a, a, a movie? How does that process go about, you know, getting that getting that through? Well, I think the first thing is you take a pen and a paper and just write your thoughts down, uh, ideas. Then once you have all your ideas down and you have what they, what they call an outline. Then you start writing your script with that outline, making sure that you know what you're trying to say at the end of the film. Um, I mean, what I'm trying to say with Asoga Salvation is a man that has to face his demons and, uh, and his past catches up to him. Simple. So how do I go by doing that? And how do I incorporate love into his life, something that he never had? 
So it's like just, and then once you have that script, then you go on, okay, how, how am I going to shoot it? What kind of budget do I have? Um, with what camera am I going to use? What friends am I going to call for help and, and favors? And sort of takes, you know, takes, takes a while, but you know, it's a process. So, and that's the process that you went through. You, is this considered an independent film? Is that what you're describing? Yeah, that's this is it, a, yeah, exactly. This is a basically an indie, indie, an indie film. I actually put my own money into the film, which is crazy to do, but I had no choice because I really believe in this and I believed in the story. So I just put my own money, my I have savings, a few little pennies here and there, and I just put it on the table and said, I'm going to go shoot it. And that's how it happened. I think that's really cool. I, but I, 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 you know, I have ideas for movies and people tell me, what do I do with this? People tell me all the time, oh, you know this person, you know this other person. What do I do with this idea? How do you go about protecting your ideas? Like you have to be careful with who you show the idea or a synopsis of a movie to to make sure that they don't steal it from, you know? Yeah, well, the first thing I do is I copyright okay. what I wrote. Uh, I just cop- That's the first thing I do. And then I, of course, I'm very careful who I show it to. I'm not showing it to, I'm only showing it to people that I know who are interested in it and they're serious about the business, not just any jalatang who wants to, you know. Right, um, So, right. yeah, so it's, uh, so it's, it's a process and, yeah, you, you got to be protective with what you have. Is this a problem in, in the industry where ideas get stolen often? Well, that hasn't happened to me. It hasn't happened to anyone that I know, uh, per se. But I do read about it. You know, it does happen. Yeah, um, you know, so yeah. So, in La Soga Salvation, any friends that are that are acting alongside with you that you'd like to mention? The, I've seen well, the trailer. I've seen the I've seen the trailer. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to watch, and it looks really really cool. No, well, thank you. you should watch. It's, uh, it opens tomorrow, the 28th, and then also is on demand. It's on Apple TV. It's on Amazon Prime. So if, if you can't go to the theaters, you can just watch it at home. So I have a bunch of friends I would love to. Yeah, thank you. Give shout out. Um, Sarah Jorge Leon plays the love interest. Hada Vanessa plays the villain. Amazing, amazing job. Juan Fernandez was this huge uh, Hollywood uh, Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> wasn't Crocodile Dundee actor. Amazing. Chris McGarry, amazing job. Um, and then there's a uh, there's a uh, Feli 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 Hermann, eh, eh, Vicente Suriel, eh, a whole bunch of other dudes that did an amazing job. Hola, my name is. Hola, my name is. My name is. I'm Addison. I'm Hudson's mom. He's two and a half, but at 17 months old, he was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma. I tell people all the time that you get to know so many families and create a family of your own. I've reached out to families that have been diagnosed after us and said, hey, this isn't a family you want to be a part of, but we are family now. St. Jude is a miracle. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by texting SHIRT to 785-833. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? 
sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hola, my name is. Hola, my name is. What are you most proud of, of all your career, of everything you've done? Because you have, you have been in a lot of great projects. Got you. Wow, that's a good question, man. See, it's crazy because I feel like my last project is the one that I'm most proud of. In this case, Salvation. It's your baby, Why? right? It's my baby. Plus, you know what? I think with time, you know, I change as an actor and my craft gets better. So like when, last, when Washington Heights came out back in 2001, I thought it was my best work ever. I'm like, oh, wow. I, I go back and look at it and I hate my work. Because I'm like, yo, this sucks. I was, wow, this really sucks. Why would you say my it sucks? Sucked. Well, because I, my acting, I feel like it needed, it, needs, it, needs, it needed a lot of help. And it needs a lot of help at that moment in my life. Got it. Then, then I do another project 10 years down the pipe. And I'm like, oh, this is, my, this is the best thing I've ever done. I go back and look at it. And I'm thinking, yo, that sucks too. <laughs> my acting sucks. You're too so hard on yourself, at- bro. You're too hard on yourself. (laughs) But I think it's a good thing. I mean, I think it's a good thing because it makes me better. It makes me become better as an actor in my craft as Mm -hmm. I go on, you know? So, um, so I don't know. I think it's part of the process for me to hate what I do so I can get better with what, with time. I don't know. (laughs) Well, with that said, is there anything in the industry that you wish somebody would have shared with you or, you know, inside of of the business that you think would have helped, helped your career? Oh, wow. Yeah, no, you know, that's a good question, dude. Um, yeah, I think not to take, uh, not to take auditions for granted. I feel like every audition needs to be like your moment to shine. And I feel like us as actors are like, oh, I just have an audition. Yeah, I'll get to it. You know, it's no big deal. And then you get to it and you, and you, and you flop. And it mm. flops. You flop and you didn't get the job. And then you see someone else that walked in there and he was prepared. And you're like, wow, that guy, I heard him. He's brilliant. And I, I just feel like we as actors, sometimes we don't really take those moments to appreciate that audition that you have. Um, so I feel like if I had, if I can go back, mm-hmm. I'll probably be working more if I pay more attention to those moments, that those chances that I had to, to audition for whatever and it flopped. But now, when you're such a recognized face, right, such as your as yours, and you've had so many roles, isn't your work already? An, it, it, isn't that an audition in itself, or do you actually have to read for certain roles? Or is there certain directors when they want you for a role, they already said, "Oh, Manny would be the face, the great, the the person for this role." Or do they still have you go in and read an audition? No, it depends. There are, you know, Hollywood films. They want to see the actor read. I, I, um, doesn't matter if, if you've done, they still want to see, see you read. Indie films, they know your work. They, 
they've done research. They got a, They don't have enough money, but it's it sort of works out because they're offering you the job, um, and the job is so good that you'll take it because it, it will help your career. You know, so it all depends on the budget that they have, I guess, in the project. There's a lot of um, new actors now on TikTok and on OnlyFans. <laughs> Any advice for uh, people starting a career in acting on OnlyFans or TikTok? Well, dude, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Yo, I, I, I know say, people dude. that are making thirty, forty thousand dollars just in subs, just in subscriptions, to, you know, for their channels. And they they show a teta, they show an alga or a testicle, and people are, you know, they pay them, they tip them for more and stuff. It's, no, it's true. I mean, dude, it's crazy, man. I mean, I feel like actors, like the real actors, are not being appreciated in the business at all. They're hiring these dudes who have 103 million, 5 million followers, which I think is all fucking fake, because I don't understand how a person <laughs> can have so many followers. It just it makes no sense, dude. Yeah, it yeah. makes no sense. So they hire these dudes, uh, but at the end of the day, the, the, the final result, the product, it's not good. The acting is not good. But, you know, it's all about how many followers you got. So it's, it's weird. I'm so, to me, it's like, I, I, I love actors who are actors, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not, not that because you have a hundred thousand followers, I'm going to hire you in a job. It just makes no sense, you know, but anyway, hopefully, who, I don't know, maybe, maybe one of these days I'll do one of these sex video thing and put it on my, in my social media. Maybe I could, that would make me famous. <laughs> now you'd have to, You'd have to practice, you know, the the sounds and everything. Those are hard lines, you know, for, for any type of porn acting, you know. Ah, que rico. Oh, yes, baby. Do it again. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, dude. Any uh, actor that you're really looking up to that you admire right now, it's just killing it right now. You say, wow, did him or her, this person is really doing an amazing job. Because let me tell you something, I think, and I don't know if this is the pandemic or I don't know if I'm the only one with this perception. I think the quality of a lot, I'll be honest with you, a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing on streaming and I'm, I'm, I want to guess and I want to hope it's just that it was the pandemic and the lockdown because things were limited and hoping that we can get out of there. But I've seen some very big, big, big names in some very shitty projects where I see these, the roles and I see these huge actors that, you know, they've always done big, big productions and they're doing this crappy movie, very like the, the, the plot is cool, but it's just, the acting is, is horrible. And I'm like, I can't believe that this actor got involved in this shitty project. Again, I'm hoping it's just the pandemic and that we come out of that. I don't know if you've, if you've, you identify with what I'm saying. No, I agree with you hundred percent, but I feel that, wow, that's, yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. I, I feel like this has to do also with um, indie films not being made as, as much as they used back in the day. Okay. So when, when these superheroes movies took over the theater um, um, and, and, they, and people are going to see these superhero movies, mm -hmm. Batmans and Spider-Man, so then the indie filmmakers are not getting a chance at the movie theater. So then, um, so then, so then not that many name actors are doing indie films. So they're doing these streamers uh, projects that, you know, Netflix is doing on Amazon and they're just putting names in there just, and they're getting a paycheck just to get by. I think, again, I don't know. I think that's what's happening because uh, it makes no sense to me either what's happening in the business. I gotta be honest. And, and um, I was looking up the movie because I had forgotten the name of it, but this has gotta be and Bruce Willis, Mr. Die Hard. He's done some great work. He's an amazing actor, yeah. but this has gotta be the shittiest movie I've ever seen. I think in my life, 
It's I, it was on Amazon Prime it, it, uh, in 2020. Breach. He's like on some. I don't know if you got to see that. Don't waste your time. I didn't see it. It will. If, it. if you ever want to fuck up someone's day, tell them, hey, you gotta go see Breach. It's a great movie, and they're gonna they're gonna be mad at you. you. <laughs> <laughs> they're on a spaceship, and there's some weird animal that they're running from. And I was like, I cannot believe that Bruce Willis is part of this crap. Anyway, I did not see it. Not to beat up the film and whoever's involved in it, but that has got to be the yeah. shittiest movie of 2020. I just wanted to put that out there. Manny, um, La Soga, Salvation is in theaters yeah. now and on streaming. Check it out, everybody. You don't want to miss that awesome movie. Great project that uh, my boy Manny uh, wrote, was inspired, like he said, when he saw that guy that was killed right in front of him in his in, in Dominican Republic, and he based it all on him and on, on, on La Soga. You wrote it, you produced it, you star in it with your friends, and, and, and amazing that you put your own, so much love and passion and your own money into this great project. And I really wish you a lot of success. Manny, uh, on my podcast, I always ask my guests to leave a question for my next guest without knowing who that guest is. And uh, my last guest um, is from Venezuela. He vis visited the, the the United States when he was 12 years old. He had a horrible blood infection that ended up causing it. It was like flesh eating and ended up amputating his hands and his legs uh, under, you know, below the, below the knees. He's surpassed all that now he's such an inspiration he does gives conferences to you know to to people to lift them up he's written two books he skydives he dances he does it as a matter of fact he describes his uh situation as a blessing he wouldn't change anything which i found uh, remarkable but he left this question for you without knowing the question was going to be for you ¿Qué preferirías? Viajar al pasado y cambiar algo que no que no te haya gustado una experiencia que, que no haya ido con, 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 con tu legado o viajar al futuro y saber Uf. cómo va a ser tu vida. Wow. Uh, I'd rather fast forward and change something in my future. Um, whatever that is, that will make more sense to me, even though it's such a crazy question. <laughs> Um, but I think that will make more sense to me. I love it. I don't know. Yeah, fast forward and make sure that La Soga Salvation <laughs> hace que haga historia y que se gane todos los premios y que todo el mundo en el mundo vaya a verla, right? Exactamente. <laughs> All right. even better, yeah. <laughs> so, Manny, now you leave a question for my next guest without knowing who that person is. Wow, dude. I know you. This is like, okay. I think the question would be, What will you do if you find out that aliens are controlling this world? You mean aliens aren't controlling this world? Are controlling this world. Like the no, aliens no, but I'm, I'm asking you. You're telling me that Is aliens... That a no, yeah, it's a question, but I'm, I'm asking you now... It, Aliens aren't in control. I thought they were in control. Manny, are you an alien? No, but but, but no, but but like, but <laughs> I'm not. But what I'm saying is, but what if like you actually find out that they they actually not aliens and humans. We're talking like you see them coming down, and they are like they have the the AT look, and, and those are the dudes who are the gods of this world. What will you do? 
So what would you do if you found out that the people that are in control of everything that's happening right now, they're actually ETs in control? Exactly. All right. Manny, all the best, brother. Always good to see and talk to you. I'm so happy every time I see you on my um, on a, my computer, anytime I see you on my streaming or in, in a movie poster. Uh, very, very proud of everything that you do and how you represent us. All the best. Thank you, brother. It's really a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you, brother. Todo lo mejor, caballo. Gracias, Don. Cuídese. Dale, papi, cuídate. Cuídese. Hola, my name is. Hola, my name is. I'm Addison. I'm Hudson's mom. He's two and a half, but at 17 months old, he was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma. I tell people all the time that you get to know so many families and create a family of your own. I've reached out to families that have been diagnosed after us and said, hey, this isn't a family you want to be a part of, but we are family now. St. Jude is a miracle. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by texting SHIRT to 785-833. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.